0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Radio show broadcast of more Eastern airline talk, news, music, and information. That's our mission, that is to keep the name and memory of our beloved airline going strong and our family together. As we have said throughout last year and into this year, we have become the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We like that. But not only Eastern folks listening, but listeners from around the world. And over fifty countries. Now, tune us in. Might be one person in that country, but we're happy that they're listening. We're truly becoming known around the world and we hope to add more this year, twenty twenty. We broadcast from our studio in Saint Augustine, Florida, and have hosts from many parts of the US that are with us each week. My name is Neil Holland, the producer of the show and We have another great show for you tonight with an all-star cast. Chuck Albright, our radio show announcer, is here to get us started. Chuck, it's all yours.
2: Hello, Eastern family and friends, as Neil has said. As our producer has said, we're glad you're with us for more Eastern talk, news, information. As he said, my name is Chuck Albright. I'm coming to you live from the village of Florida, where the weather is around 80 degrees and go down to a 64 and partly cloudy. Let's hear from our hosts and ask them, how, ask them to give their location and their weather. Mr. Producer, if I miss anybody, you let me know about it. Dorothy and Don, how are things in North
0: villages?
3: going to have a great day tomorrow, so uh, we
0: lose
3: about all I can think of right now. Everybody's out in their golf carts playing golf and having a good time. It's a (laughs)
4: beautiful week that we plan all week long, so Dorothy is happy, happy, happy.
2: I'm glad to hear that. Jim and Carrie Holder, how's it goes in Atlanta there area?
0: Well,
5: Carrie, you want to handle this one?
6: Well, It's just one cold, wet, gray, miserable day after another.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it was so good, though. We had a deck fire on my fire pit on the deck day before yesterday, the first one of the year.
4: (laughs) That's great.
1: I'm surprised the rain didn't put it out. Well,
5: we got it between showers. We, We had about an hour and a half of a good fire out there on the deck drinking beer and wine.
1: That part sounds good. sounds like
5: everybody had a
2: good time after all. Now let's take a trip up north to New York area. Mike, how's the weather? How's it going so far this year?
7: Well, this year so far, it's been unseasonably warm. Today it was uh, 37, partly cloudy, and hmm. tomorrow it's going to go up to 48 with rain. So well, that's what we got. It's getting
0: warm. <laughs> 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 now
2: back to Florida by golly our host is scattered all over this great country of ours Colleen how are things down in your area
8: okay I'm here in Wesley Chapel about a half hour north of Tampa and it's about 75 and partly cloudy it's going to be in the mid 80s the rest of the week it's been kind of windy lately but uh, no rain and uh, it's getting higher and higher warmer and warmer so I'm happy too Dorothy There you
0: go
2: Well, down in the Miami area We have an eastern version of 3.0 guy Mark Parler Is Mark on tonight?
9: It's always muggy down here And warm (laughs) Rarely does Miami get cool
4: Yeah, you've had great weather too
2: Well, from all our hosts Welcome and thank you for listening And calling the show over the past eight years now into our ninth. You have truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We'd love to hear your comments and share your memories with the radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611 and just say hello. Talk to us on the air. We're live every Monday evening. We can identify many different countries around the world and listen in with our Blog Talk radio application. Just think, we have folks in Denmark, Sweden, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, Brazil, Turkey, China, Japan, and that just picks up our broadcast just to name a few. That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern Radio Show. Won't you join us by adding your voice to the broadcast? Our thanks also for those who choose to listen by computer using our radio icon on our homepage at www.easternradioshow.com or perhaps signing in on the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. Remember to abbreviate the word Captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free to use our call-in number, 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Let me repeat the number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits, 213-816-1611. By the way, tell your friends about us, and our membership is now growing and we're well over 1,037 members. Don't forget, you can listen to any of our 446 Monday night broadcasts and our 100-plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's Captain, C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, scrolling down through the archives of our broadcast. Each episode is briefly described, and we have well over 500 episodes now. As Mr. Jim Hart likes to say, holy blue Sonoco," or like I like to say, holy Toledo, or maybe holy moly. Our lines are <laughs> always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk live with our host, we ask you to please mute your phone, as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noises. And now I see we're number one for takeoff, so Captain... Let's get flight 446 in the air.
10: Tower blur is 650 volt, 50, two seven left
0: for the land. Two-
10: June 1st, Eastern Airlines will be taking off for New York with Eastern's Transcon, four times a day. Only Eastern reserves every single seat in Cabin 2 just for discount travelers. For a very low $149 each way on a round trip, you can fly clear across the USA. Just reserve and buy your ticket at least seven days in advance and stay a Friday night. You'll get full coach service and something more. New York, Eastern's Transcon.
11: I call a cab, slowly I start walking to the door. The cab arrives, he blows his horn. I stumble out in the early morn, tell him of oh, the place I've got to go. Hit a hundred signal lights, Peterbilt in a traffic spot, getting
1: God, I
0: like
1: that song. <laughs> <laughs> Every airport ought to have its own song.
5: Jim yeah. Holder.
0: Yeah.
5: Hey,
6: yeah.
5: Uh, to get an idea of how far we've advanced in airport development, we only have to look back to the Atlanta airport. Parkfield Jackson, Atlanta's international airport. It's located on what was once the Atlanta Speedway, a racetrack built in 1909 by Coca-Cola founder, And one time mayor, Asa Chandler. The site, which was primarily farmland and swampy pastures at the headwaters of the Flint River, was chosen because it is one of the few relatively flat areas in the region. Candler organized a company called the Atlanta Automobile Association, which assembled the 287 acre tract of 14 different properties. Big. Candler purchased the package in 1909 for $77,674.28. That's equal to about $2.2 million today. The track, also known as Atlanta Motor Speedway, land, uh, Candler Raceway, uh, automobile speedway, had a lot of names. And the Atlanta Raceway cost $400,000 to build, and it opened on November the 9th, 1909. The turnable hangar was shaped like a long barn with offices and waiting area and offices built alongside the front. The name Atlanta Airport was painted across the roof of the larger, large hangar, big old hangar. Aircraft like the Eastern Air Transport's Curtis Kingbird and the larger Curtis Condor, they boarded passengers on the dirt apron over there in front of the turnable. Terry Sue? (laughs)
6: Jim, being a pilot, you got to know that as as airplanes change in size and design to become more efficient and passenger-friendly, so too will airports. From check-in to disembarking, the airport experience is due for a radical change, and it all starts with self-service. Ask anyone what they least like about air travel, and they'll probably say queuing or, for Southern folk, waiting lines. Check-in, baggage drop-off, security, border control. Modern airports have a lot of queues, again, waiting lines, and so passengers spend longer than they'd like standing in them. What if we could just do away with queues entirely and make boarding a plane as simple as boarding a bus? In fact, that's just what started happening already in airports around the world. Technology like facial recognition, molecular scans, and artificial intelligence are driving a new generation of self-service air travel. Even Atlanta Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, I always thought that was too long, why not simply Atlanta International Airport? By the way, Eastern put the word international in Atlanta Airport's name, and back in 1980, we heard a new voice in the transportation tunnels at the world's largest airport.
10: Sometimes in the vehicle match the station
0: colors, please move to the center of the vehicle and away from the
4: doors. Now that's just
8: plain spooky. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: Colleen, are you? Uh, Colleen, are you with us? Yeah, maybe not. Uh, we lost her again. By golly. How well, yeah, go ahead, Dorothy.
4: Just as Hal, the robotic voice at the New Atlantic Airport's midfield terminal, welcomed us to the shuttle trains from concourse to concourse, folks say hello to the airport of the future. Dorothy, foremost,
1: Dorothy, yes. Colleen is back with us, uh, Oh, Colleen, hey, would you continue on? Well, no, she's not. <laughs> <laughs>
7: must, what? Hal must have said Her, to
1: do her with phone it. is really strange. <laughs> Go ahead, Dorothy. I'm sorry. I won't interrupt again.
4: Okay, not a problem. First and foremost, airport innovation is focused on offering efficiency. Travelers are looking for a remarkable experience before they're even boarded the plane, and simplicity throughout the check-in process is paramount to achieving this. Staff check-in desks are expected to be phased out as passengers increasingly opt to check in online or via a self-service desk with notifications for boarding flight information, and any other changes in schedule automatically sent to their smartphones. Does this mean we won't be hearing announcements like this one?
1: Well, Dorothy, uh, I found something that I think you'd be interested in, and that is the announcements that are in many terminals around the world are done by one lady, and I found this to be very interesting. So let's listen to uh, this news report.
8: More than 45 million people are expected to fly nationwide this holiday season. But even if you don't take anyone with you, chances are you'll hear a familiar voice at the airport. She's the one reminding you to watch your bags or not park in a loading zone. Sunday morning correspondent Lee Cowan reveals the woman at the microphone.
12: Welcome to New York
8: Kennedy International Airport. In a way, she's a lot like your luggage. Welcome to Charles de Gaulle International Airport. Everywhere you go, there's an uptown train. There
12: she is. That gentle but authoritative voice echoing in the center of chaos. It's a soothing
8: voice, and
12: she says it in such a nice way. That Midwestern accent hails from a place you might not expect a bucolic little village in northern Maine.
8: Thank you for your understanding. Where that voice has a face. Jakarta, Carolyn and crew. Face. While on the moving sidewalk, please stand to the right. At 65
12: years old, she emails those little greetings from her modest office. Ladies and
8: gentlemen, your attention please.
12: And most, she says, she does
8: with a smile. Traveling can be such a bummer nowadays that people need a friendly voice.
12: She started almost by accident. She worked at Innovative Electronic Design, the company that sells paging and public address systems. They had a product, she had the secret ingredient.
8: My father had a deep, booming voice, and I always kind of imitated him. It was a little strange for a girl, but that's all right.
12: Her voice has gone places she herself has never been. Two hundred airports all around the world, subway stops, train stations. She even does weather warnings. This is a tornado emergency. But she's not perfect. There are some things even the voice can't quite spit out.
8: <laughs> Two words: similarly and regularly. I just die when I see them in a piece of copy.
12: So, the next time you hear an announcement that isn't such good news
8: Departure has been delayed due to. Just remember, she's
12: only the messenger, and a jolly one at that. (laughs) (laughs) For CBS This Morning, I'm Lee Cowan in Los Angeles.
1: Isn't that interesting?
4: Riot. That is a riot.
12: Sal's wife. Yeah,
1: Hal's yeah, wife.
4: <laughs>
1: well, uh, Colleen has been on and off. She Her phone keeps dropping off. So, Dorothy, would you continue?
4: Sure, thanks. Once checked in and scanned, passengers are issued with a biometric, taking that ser- a token that serves as passport, boarding pass, and ID for the journey. This doesn't have to be a physical token. It could be stored securely in your smartphone, for example. God forbid if your battery goes dead or you misplace your smartphone. Surely by then this problem will no longer exist with smartphones. Of course, we only hope that. (laughs) On arrival, passengers simply drop their bags at one of the many drop-off points connected to high-speed conveyor belts. (laughs) Embedded chips within the luggage itself Not only track the bags by radio frequency, but send smartphone notifications when they're ready for collection from the luggage carousel. Now, that's a new innovation I can live with. But if I'm going to Toledo, will my bag arrive when I do? (laughs) Drop-off points can be found in the airport parking areas, train stations, restaurants, and coffee shops. Some airlines will even offer collection from passengers' homes or hotels.
7: Yes, uh, Dorothy or Colleen, whoever's uh, back online again. Now, there's a feature that I like. I can. There is a feature I can like. I can see it now. Crew schedule sending a limo to pick me up for a trip. <laughs> but getting back to scanners, they were originally developed as medical devices. Scanners, which are effective from a distance of 164 feet, can detect contraband or dangerous chemicals in passengers' clothing or in their luggage without a need for physical search. Oh, dang. No need for a TSA body snatchers or explorers here. <laughs> Unlike x-ray scanners, these devices provide feedback on, molecular, on the molecular level making them ideal for detecting even tiny quantities of high-risk material. Other types of scanners can read body language to flag up suspicious behavior or alternatively alert staff to any passengers who may need help. As a part of the check-in process, passengers will be scanned uh, for biometric identifiers like facial features, iris patterns, and fingerprints to verify their identities. This information is shared with the immigration and security officials to streamline the arrival and the departure process. This technology, already being tested in Heathrow and Sheppol airports, could be used to track passengers from arrival to departure. It's faster and more reliable than checking the passports manually. Dorothy?
4: Well, Mike, now here is a feature I like. Many airports feel like shopping malls today, but the more forward-thinking are going a step further and looking at how they can ensure everything pleasing to the traveler, from the architecture to the food and beverages to the ambiance of the terminal to the activities being offered reflect the destination itself. I could never understand those original artworks hanging down from the ceilings at the Atlanta airport's new terminal when it opened staff checked-in desks are expected to be phased out as passengers increasingly opt to check-in online or via a self-service desk with notification for boarding, flight information, and any changes in schedule automatically sent to their smartphones. It sounds like you can't leave without one. Smartphones, that is. Once checked in and scanned, passengers are issued a biometric token that serves as the passport, boarding pass, and ID for the journey, as we mentioned above. It doesn't have to be a physical token. It could be stored securely in your smartphone, for example. It's almost as if the smartphone is an appendix of our bodies.
3: Well, Dorothy, let's bring the outdoors inside, elements like waterfalls, indoor woodlands, and even walking trails will give passengers pleasant places to relax and reflect and further take the stress out of air travel. Maybe they could even duplicate Jim Holder's deer camp.
5: Well, they got to have a fire with a lot of people telling lies around it.
3: That's I thought. <laughs> we can do that. I think we're really... Uh, likely to see airports reflecting the destinations they serve more and more. Many travelers are looking for something different. They're looking for an experience and includes what happens at the airport. Hey, I bet a deer camp will be just what they need to share their destination with their family and friends. Hey, go, Jim. Mm-hmm. A, bit of, a bit of duty-free shopping yeah. has always been an important part of the air travel experience, but tomorrow's airports could go a step further becoming virtually shopping malls, where passengers have their heart's desire delivered to their homes with a swipe of their hand via smartphone. These shopping malls can interact with a customer's buying history to create a personal display of their favorite brands or suggest some gifts for loved ones at home. Now, Chuck, you've got some plans for some new control towers, so let's see what's in the future.
2: Well, Don, I don't think we're going to like this idea. Despite all the evidence of modern technology, airpark-controlled towers are still heavily relying on, on people to make key decisions. However, some of the towers, like the ones recently introduced in Sweden, contain no personnel. Let me repeat, no personnel. We have operated remotely by a team many miles away as artificial intelligence develops machines may start to take over at least some aspects of air traffic control, Uh although they'll be closely overseen by human counterparts. Uh, Oh, um, well, here it comes. Pilotless Airplane controller list control towers. Well, the self-service concept means that there are fewer airport staff around, passengers still get a little help from a friendly virtual assistant, and one can automatically detect everybody's native language and converse with them effortlessly. Using a more advanced and specialized version of artificial intelligence, Embedded in today's AI or artificial intelligence chat box or those digital helpers will also be able to advise on-site to see the local area, list nearby hotels, or just tell you where the bathrooms are. The most (laughs) impressive example to date is probably KLM's Spencer, a socially aware robot that can eventually guide transfer passengers from one gate to another, to ensure they don't get lost in between flights. Colleen, are you there?
4: No, Carrie, she's not with us.
1: Yeah, continue.
4: Carrie could print it up.
1: Yeah. Carrie, Let's go ahead. Up.
4: Listen up, guys and gals.
6: Now, here is the predictions for airports of the future. SITA's 10 predictions for the next decade. SITA stands for Society for International Telecommunications Aeronautics. Mr. Producer, can we have some traveling music of the future?
1: Is that what you mean, travel music of the future?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. It sounds like Elvis Presley at Caesars.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Air Transport IT Provider, SITA, has unveiled 10 bold predictions about the technology shaping how passengers will move through the airport of the future. Benoit Verber business developed Director, SITA, predicts major change in almost every aspect of the airport experience. The airport experience has morphed dramatically in the past 10 years with the introduction of biometric security, mobile check-in, and baggage tracking. And there's much, much more to come. The next decade will witness an exponentially accelerated pace of change as digital native passengers and staff usher in transformative technologies, from flying taxis to airports that think for themselves. Passenger numbers are set to double in the next 20 years, according to the IATA, but airport expansion won't keep up. And passengers, quite rightly, want a smooth and easy journey through the airport. The only way we can make sure airports continue to work smoothly is by developing and implementing new technologies that make them more efficient while
7: also enhancing the passenger experience. Yes, Colleen and uh, Carrie, can you believe that over the next decade, going through a security will mean walking through a corridor? No more taking off your coat, shoes, and belt, putting little bottles in little bags, and no more queues as defined earlier as waiting lines. Passengers and their bags will be recognized automatically, as they go through automated checkpoints. Hard checkpoints will be replaced by sensor corridors, making physical document checks obsolete. The adoption of digital self-sovereign identity and persistent travel tokens will put passengers back in control of what aspects of identity they should be, should be revealed and for what purpose as they travel. In airports, In in future airports, the risk will be uh, constantly assessed by specialist artificial intelligence, AI, using the passenger's digital identity. Sensitive elements of this data will be used only by governments, I find that hard to believe, which will be used automatically to collaborate systems to approve, or in some cases not approve, the various steps of your journey. Airlines will no longer hold the responsibility for progressing processing passenger data for border security purposes. Chuck?
2: Mike, uh, everything will have tags, people, bags, cargo, and they'll be tracked throughout their entire journey, whatever mode of transportation they're using. This will mean travel authorization, custom checks can be made in advance of the flight, saving time at the airport remote bag drop-off, and collections will be offered whenever it's the most convenient for the passenger at train stations, for example. Our era of connecting airports will be driven by increasingly cheap sensors, less dedicated hardware, and new data lakes fed by every device over 5G. The data will be captured through software-defined networks correlating and analyzing to make the airport highly efficient and to make it a much better experience for the passenger.
5: Jim? Yeah, Chuck. Uh, Artificial intelligence, AI, as we've said, electrograms, uh, I messed that one up, will be key to efficiency with sophisticated AI becoming the secret sauce for airports. Airports will use digital twin technology to bring real-time operations alive for all stakeholders, improving operational efficiency, and enhancing the passenger experience. A digital twin is an advanced computer simulation that takes data from across the entire airport and airline operations to visualize, simulate, and predict what will happen next. The predictive data will then be used to streamline operational activities, automating them whenever possible. Automated messages such as, Two A380s will land at the same time because one is delayed. Ensure is there are enough people on immigration desks, quote, or the feedback from the restrooms on the second level is negative. Send the cleaners. I'm about to lose it here. The rapid exchange <laughs> of information will mean proactive. It's got me in the bathroom. Will will mean proactive responses and therefore responsive and accurately planned operations for airlines and sports. Man. Jim Hey, Jim.
1: <laughs> hey, Jim. You're
3: t- Someone yeah. is fall, already
1: cause... flushing the toilets that I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> well, it ain't me.
7: That's why they got a safety belt on the toilets now. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> journey, there are 10 or more different entities that are responsible for making the trip a reality. The only way to collect all the data to make the journey seamless through close collaboration between everyone working at an airport, the airport itself, airlines, government agencies, ground handlers, restaurants, and shops. We also need collaboration across the entire ecosystem, connected airports, throughout the worldwide—I'm sorry, throughout this wide network—operational data will be shared using framework and stakeholders. This will say, this share single source for true and essential operations. This will make airports much more efficient.
4: For example,
3: digitalizing turnaround management, putting a sharp focus on getting aircraft back in the air as quickly as possible. Here, technologies such as blockchain provide tremendous potential in facilitating the secure exchange of information.
4: Well, I think we're all going to go back to school and learn a little more computers, Don. High speed mobile connectivity at the airport will be central to mission-critical performance. Airports will increasingly run just-in-time operations with automation and self-service making everything more efficient. And connected, automated, and autonomous vehicles and robots are set to become commonplace throughout the airport. Automation will also enable more efficient sharing and use of assets A wide range of objects, from bagging or aircraft tugs, will be connected via the 5G networks, providing massive amounts of data, offering real-time, predictive, and historic views of airport operations.
6: Dorothy, the fast and frictionless journey to and through the airport will make some current revenue streams, for example, parking weaker or obsolete. Airports will, therefore, need to find new ways to augment the travel experience to replace them. Personalization will be the key, providing passengers with what they want, when they need it, at any point throughout their journey from start to finish, not just at the airport. Examples could include an airport-provided limo service comprising bag check-in at your home, office, or hotel, and fast-track approvals and facilitation for regular travel. Travelers, I hear a little Jetson music here.
1: Did you listen to the Jetsons or watch it?
7: Oh I
0: did. <laughs>
1: My kid
7: brother and kid sister watched it, so I had to.
1: <laughs> and the mm-hmm. Rush of, of course. Yeah. Okay, Carrie, would you continue on?
6: Okay. Maybe we all ought to go back and revisit the Jetsons. Airports will become a giant flying park and ride centers providing access to a wide range of transport options. Innovations such as air taxis will be emerging by 2030 to provide much more efficient transport to and from the airport. They may even provide competition on short haul routes. We will truly have air travel for everyone. Since tomorrow's travelers will be digital natives, people running around airports will need to be digital, digital natives themselves. This technologically literate environment will result in airport complexity being sliced into a set of data services that can be shared as application programming interfaces, APIs. It will provide an ecosystem that enables collaboration and innovation, which is easier for everyone to use. For example, AL and new syntaxes will enable requests of industry-specific insight in human terms. Is there a pink bag as carried on at gate B34 or the line at arrival concourse A is too long, send more taxis. The future of airports lies in connected, highly intelligent, and efficient operations that offer passengers pain-free and frictionless travel and rich, personalized experiences. Today's blockages and operational silos will dissolve resulting in data shared, sharing based on digital trust, shared assets, and real-time calculations from AL, or AI. We're entering a golden-silicon-infused era for air travel, and we're excited to be part of the journey. However, it's essential the industry acknowledges the need for change and collaborate. These technical, technological shifts will happen and faster than we think.
3: Well, Colleen, take me back to the technology of a racetrack being an airport. Example, Atlanta's Chandler Field.
5: That's uh, Captain Dick Merrill in an airplane. It sounded like he had a little trouble <laughs> shutting the engine off. Anyhow, <laughs> this is Dick Merrill. Hey, hey, uh, got any passes or mail for me to go to Atlanta?
7: Yeah, Dick, we got 19 going to Greensboro and 200 pounds of mail.
5: All right, let's put them on. Throw the baggage in. We want to keep our on-time performance going. And when are they going to pave this damn runway? Dick,
7: did you know we keep the grass mowed And besides, it's smoother to land on the grass than on the pavement So Gene Brown tells me
5: Ah, Gene Brown, you know, he's number one on the senior art list Thinks he knows everything (laughs) Anyhow, old Gene would use his backyard and acreage for landing on airplanes If the company would let him probably have a pot of coffee and sweet rolls for the passengers I wonder, I wonder, will they ever have food and beverages at airports? (laughs) And
1: much, much more.
4: And much more. The
1: hackers will have a field day when all this happens. Can you imagine when communications and uh, hackers get a hold of what's going on to these airports? It's just amazing.
4: And, you know, Uh, you so much of it. It's incredible.
5: I tell you, you know, Atlanta airport is a myth. We all know that. If you're on the North terminal and you want to leave the airport and go somewhere, you can probably get where you want to go, 85 North, Camp Creek Parkway, get to 85 or whatever. But if you tell to leave the south side where Delta is, you're going to go places you've never been before. As a matter of
0: fact, <laughs> if you go out to yeah. Camp
5: Creek Parkway, you're going to end up on Riverside, uh, Camp Creek Parkway to Riverdale Road, and it's going to bring you right back around to where?
0: Guess what? Right back to the
5: South terminal again. you got to start all yeah. over again. This time you go out and you try to go snow up on 85, and hell, you don't know where you're going to end up. Matter of fact, <laughs> Terry dropped me off a few years ago, and she dropped me off on the South terminal, and she went halfway to Birmingham before she
6: could turn around. Still looking for you. I knew. I
8: ended up in Red Oak.
6: I'm Red,
0: Oak. Red Oak, and
6: then I took the wrong way on two eighty five. So instead of going to Conyers, I ended up on the west, uh the west side of Atlanta, and had to come all the way, down way down to Birmingham. To
0: get-
6: <laughs> 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 I, I want to ask that. Mark, Mark Yeah,
1: Yeah, uh, Chuck, go ahead.
2: Um, this week we had in in the uh, news uh, some people getting into a scuffle about the tilting of the seat. We have a program tonight.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't
2: ever come up tonight about are they going to give us more room to put the seats back farther. Now that's well, going to be a. Tra-
1: we're going to do a show all about airplane seats, from the very first seat, which wasn't a seat, all the way up to the new f- seats that uh, are installed in airplanes today. And we're going to do that show, I think, uh, uh, sometimes next month, aren't we, Dorothy? Uh,
4: what's the name of the show?
1: Well, it's the origin of the airplane seat.
4: No, <laughs> so we're gonna have fun with Red that. Grab your that's, seat. That's, yeah, they let's hold on to that one. Hold on, it was it was tucked in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, it was tucked in there somewhere for a future show, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna have fun with that one. Uh, because I remember wearing sure. a Convair 440, and we used to pick up this big guy that was about half the width of the diameter of the Convair 440. And his oh he God. was a professional wrestler. And you, might, you guys might remember him. His name was Haystack. You remember oh, Haystack, Haystack the wrestler? He was Haystack, huge. Calhoun. And we used to put him on in Charlotte and, and he sure enough would book two seats. They they he paid for two seats with right. several extension belt belt seat belt extensions. <laughs>
4: well you were right, Neil. It is on the, the list, uh, the evolution of the airplane seat. The evolution <laughs> of the
1: seat, yeah.
4: Right, that's April twenty seventh, so that's coming up.
1: That's gonna be a good one. <laughs>
4: there you go.
1: Well, Mark, hey, what's uh, happening down at the Miami International Airport? Have you been there to that terminal lately, Mark Porter?
9: Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Um, but we do have a charter service out of there that leaves almost daily for Santa Domingo. <clears throat> uh-huh. um, it's a long-term uh, charter uh, arrangement you, uh, with these. When you
1: say we, are <clears throat> you talking about Eastern Airlines?
9: Yeah, <clears throat> I was. Sorry.
1: Tell um, us more.
9: Trying to, trying to get the frog out of my throat. I was looking at – I was noticing that uh, the CEO of Eastern was going to put an aircraft in Miami for uh, Georgetown, and it didn't – it just sort of gnawed at me for a while, and then I went to do the math tables, and it takes about four and a half hours from Miami, and it takes only three and a half hours from um, Guayaquil. So um, it didn't make sense to have – Two aircrafts uh, as reserve aircraft. You could have the Guayaquil aircraft get there, uh, n 604 get there faster and hour faster, and save on fuel than you could the aircraft from Miami. Wow. So I let some of the uh, the uh, people in charge know that, just so <clears throat> they wouldn't um, put one extra aircraft, um, you know, on reserve when they could actually begin to think about using it. Right, and if if it was in San Juan, that'd be different because that'd only be two and a half hours away, but um, uh,
4: maybe they'll rethink that.
9: Right, Um, I've I've been hearing from some passengers that the service on Eastern flights needs uh, it lacks a lot, and um, that's that's kind of uh, terrible to hear. I mean, uh, I I think that maybe. Eastern might want to rethink the training on their flight attendants or try and get some of the really good flight attendants that are out there uh, to come over to Eastern uh, to sort of help the flight attendants that they have right now.
0: Right. And
9: the um, what was it today? I noticed that the flight to Guayaquil was an hour and ten minutes or something like that late, so I jumped all over it because I didn't want to see Eastern constantly late. And um, Eastern personnel um, let me know that it wasn't their fault. It was not mechanical. It was for the outsourced um, uh, people that they have on putting bags and fuel onto the planes. And it made me think, why doesn't Eastern start to get its own people? I mean, the people that are at the ticket counters for Eastern – don't even speak spanish and they're dealing with spanish countries mm. so there's yeah. a lot of miscommunication with people when they try and tell them their bags overweight and they're only telling them in english when they should be trying to tell them in spanish they're serving yeah. guayaquil ecuador not the united states of america or, or london and that's that's a that's a big problem that i see and what uh, type
1: what type of equipment on that route that's a 767
4: seven, 300. Mm-hmm. Well, too, they may not be able to recruit some of the people from there. They may not be ready yet to do that. We don't know the training that's down there. So they may have to send their own team No, down this, is, uh, this is,
9: sorry, this is in John F. Kennedy. Oh. Uh, Out of Guayaquil, there seems to be no problem on the outsource of people that they have there. For their flights to leave. I've been watching those flights, and those flights leave right on time almost. But out of John F. Kennedy, there seems to be the biggest problem. And this is only with one destination. What happens when March comes along, which is right around the corner, and you have two more destinations, the 5th and the 8th, coming up with more airplanes?
1: Wow. Hey, Mark, is there any talk about Mm -hmm. operating out of Chicago? For heaven's sakes, not in the wintertime, but... (laughs) But uh, uh, Chicago, we used to fly. I used to fly ten eleven from Chicago to San Juan, night that night coach. And man, I tell you, that thing was wall to wall, tail to uh, to the cockpit. People, it was full all the time.
9: Mm-hmm. I haven't Why, heard what? Chicago yet. I did hear Detroit. Uh huh. Wow. Into Houston. <laughs>
1: I think we got an area code eight, four, seven Chicago person with us. Are you with us, Chicago? Well, maybe not, but anyhow, any, any new uh, information uh, other than what you just mentioned, Mark, that we should be aware of?
9: Um, I, I think, uh, Asia's on the hold, of course, but of course that makes sense, you know, for now. And, um, By by the filings that Eastern did, all markets are basically open where it's open skies now, which is a very good filing. Because now they don't even have to almost give too much notice to start flying to Sao Paulo or Turkey or South Africa. Um, They just need more airplanes. And I've been watching the airplane movements, and Alta has – Four seven, six, sevens now, three 747s, seven, uh, one seven, 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 seven. and KMW has one 777ER, seven, seven, seven which is uh, N278, and that should be the first 777 seven, seven out. And uh, then they, they get shifted over to Jet Midwest, and then they come to Eastern. Everyone still there?
4: Yes, I, I was yeah. just thinking. Um, well, with, a, with a, all these uh, different types
7: of equipment, they got a lot of training to do with all of these pilots. That's all I can say. They got seven, oh, four, yeah. seven sixes, triple sevens. Who's doing all the training, yeah. Uh, Mark?
9: Yeah, I don't know on the seven fours. I have no idea. On the seven seven sevens, I've heard that they are already, you know, asking the pilots to begin to train to upgrade. So that's been underway, but on the seven fours, I have no idea who's doing the thing there. But I did hear that those are to be used for the domestic market. Seven four. right, well,
4: you did mention too about the uh, uh, the people complaining about the service, and one of the things that they're sending and they're advertising all the time is that they have more efficient. Uh, assistance on the plane to take care of people and you know if that starts to go down that's the main thing right there right now With along with the baggage
9: mm-hmm. yeah I worry about that I feel like calling a friend of mine who was uh, who did all the training for Eastern too for the flight attendants and she was you know amazing but um, that's what Eastern needs is some real professional flight attendants to sort of help The new ones on there um, right. And I can understand Why the the ones on there Don't have a lot of experience Because I don't think a lot of people expected Eastern to really do as well As it is doing right now And continue to do
4: yep, hey, They're Mark. advertising every single week Where they never did anything I mean I didn't get a thing before Even though I was up on their board But now it's every week Mm-hmm they right. one Mar- Go ahead, Neil. Right. I'm
1: sorry. Well, I was going to ask him about this. Uh, you know, before deregulation, a carrier flying to a foreign country, it, it, it had to have a foreign country agree, and that foreign country would fly into that uh, or own that route that the American domestic carrier would do. They call it. We had flag carriers and they were the only ones Mm -hmm. that could fly these international routes. Uh, Is this open sky? Uh, I I haven't followed that, but is is it so that an airline can just uh, put uh, an airplane on a route anywhere in the world now?
9: Well, um, so many of the foreign carriers um, now have the routes that carriers have, like the Old Eastern and Old Pan Am. So yeah. it's very easy for the New Eastern to fly out of, let's say, Houston or Dallas or Miami or New York, which they had to build up in the past. But now all the foreign carriers like Aido uh, Mexico and, and Turkish Air and all these things are flying into these airports. And Turkish Air, for example, flies in the 747s into Houston, I believe it is. And so Houston is really set up for the 747s. and as a friend of mine who's a very very high up in the Miami International Airport told me, Miami is just waiting for Eastern to announce that um, and hopes that Mi- Eastern will increase their presence at Miami International. Uh, so the 74s could be used at Miami and JFK and Houston and LAX very easily and that's a and detroit and that's a good setup uh what eastern's already been sort of announcing and um, i'm just waiting for eastern to get more seven fours because they're very inexpensive too
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, mark tell us how somebody could go to their site do you know the uh, the site that you can get all this information about their scheduling and so forth dorothy you get it and uh, what do you do uh, yes, go to their eastern yes, side? I
4: have it mark if you know it offhand, I'm I'm going to look uh, on what I have mm. because they do they do have one and I get it all the time I was up there the other day uh, Yeah if I, I pull it away
9: too. if I pull the phone away from my ear it will go on speaker so <laughs> it's, it's misbehaving <laughs> but it's something like fly uh fly eastern or something like that. I just can't uh, think of it with um,
4: uh minute.
9: without I, but I do have the app on my phone.
4: Okay. Um, it's uh, goeasternair.com.
1: Right. Okay. okay.
4: Goeasternair.com. And, and then you, uh, you pull but it it's up, not and they a have great a, where you want to go, and then they have all of the kinds of information that you can click into mm-hmm. via Keel, Georgetown, New York City, and you can sign up to get it each time.
9: I wish they'd put the the country, because, you know, a lot of people don't know where Guayaquil is or where Georgetown is. I mean, the the locals do, but, uh, you know, with geography not being a strength here in the United States or many places, you just say Guayaquil and it would mean nothing. And I've told them at at Eastern, I don't know how many times, it would be nice if you did what American Airlines does and put Guayaquil, Ecuador.
4: Right, because and, uh, I looked that thank you. up, uh, so you're exactly right. I wasn't quite sure where it was. In fact, I think I asked Don as well, and he's the one that told me, too, that it was Ecuador, but it doesn't say that anywhere in their advertising.
9: No, they just go by the name. <clears throat> Here in the United States, it's also good, you know, to put the same thing, because
4: but the minute if you're you flying
9: it, to Cozad, people don't know where Cozad is. you know?
4: But the minute you put Guayaquil or Guiana in there, it brings it right up anyway. Even Georgetown, mm-hmm. it brings it right up.
9: Right. Cozad. I had suggested That's- to Eastern. I, I just don't like their um, – the, you bring it up, and you bring up the whole month, and they only fly Sundays out of Guayaquil and Mondays out of JFK. And March, it will begin to increase. But why not do what Spirit did and put the exact days you fly there so you don't have to fish around?
4: I have to say that I think because of that, because while you're in there, you say, well, if I can't go there, they don't have that, I'll go here. You know, and, and that could be mm-hmm. another reason, too, not to lose. Right. Them.
1: right. Okay, very be, yeah. good. Thanks for bringing us up. And if you have more information, please. Be with us next week, uh, Mark. It's very interesting what you bring to us about the New Eastern. A lot of folks yeah, don't so even realize is, it's that there's a New the Eastern. is in the
9: paint shop right now. Okay. Who? Six oh five. It's a uh, seven six seven two hundred. It's in the paint shop right now.
1: Okay. Very good.
9: We'll see if it comes okay. out blue and white or yellow, black, and blue. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, Colleen was going to give us a report uh, from a interline group that's meeting down in the Naples area. But Colleen's phone is just not cooperating with uh, the block talk radio. Apparently, there must be something that uh, just uh, they don't shake hands. Her, her telephone and our radio show just they just can't get it together. And she drops off about she appeared on my board a few times and i guess she is uh, frustrated and decided to call it quits and go to bed but uh, at any rate colleen uh, had to talk uh, to gail amber i think her name is down in naples and uh, they're having an interline uh, meeting down there and dorothy do you remember what she said uh, before the show about that my memory is not all that good, well, but
4: they were, they were having a luncheon with a large group, but she thought it was uh closed uh, cancellation. I mean, closed uh, to oh. right now. I thought she thought Reservations, it was a
0: reservation
4: yeah. Right, so uh, okay, she didn't give any address, but I mean, you could uh, always Neil? check the silver line. Yeah, is West, this uh, Gail?
1: Hang on a second, Dorothy. Gail is, Gail, is
4: that you?
8: Yes, yeah, tell Gail. us about so, it, please. Okay, it's Gail Phillipy Archer, and I'm a former flight attendant, and I was with Eastern from 69 till the demise, but we have the 21st Annual Interline Luncheon, and it's at the Club at the Strand, and it's for all former and current flight attendants, and it's going to be on February 28th at noon, and if anyone would like to attend, it's they said the reservations were over, but we will fit them in. I mean, we have several hundred women coming. It's a wonderful event. Oh, um, You can call Jane Closen, and her number is 239-245-8173. And she will, she always will fit people in. And it's $45 for the lunch, and we have wonderful raffles. And we have been looking for an airplane ride for our... Our main big raffle, and I can't find an airplane right now. So if anybody has any ideas, please give me a call or email me, and um, I can give you my number. It's two three nine four five one one two four five, and um, it should be a fun event.
4: Thank you.
1: Okay, and Gail, we'll put that up on our website. Dorothy, can you put that number and how to contact her on our website?
4: Yes. Uh, why don't you send me your contact information uh, at the host at EAL dot com so I can just put it right up there, Gail.
8: Okay, host at EAL.
4: Dot com.
8: Great. Thank
4: you so much. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Thanks for being with us tonight, Gail, and uh, lots of success. Yourself. Okay, thank you. Uh, how thank about you. Uh, Repa, uh, Jim Holder? What's happening over there? Any any news?
5: Yeah, well, uh, we're still working out. Johnny Steinmetz, our president, still working out the details on the uh, reunion. It's going to be, the, uh, I think, the third weekend or thereabouts uh, in August at the Embassy suites in Kennesaw where we did last time and everybody had a great time. We're gonna have another option. We got a bunch of stuff that's been accumulating in my house and some other guys too. And uh raised money for OA Pish is uh, summer camp for boys and girls up in North Carolina. And uh as uh you know, I stepped down as Repa editor last June, but uh, I've just stepped back up again here recently and i'm working on the repartee magazine and it's going to be considerably smaller it's going to be probably 16 pages it's a newsletter and i finished the first three pages already and uh standing by from uh, stuff from uh, the other guys and johnny and uh we hope to get that out in about six weeks or two months uh, it will have the registration form and everything else you need to sign up for the 2020 REPA reunion. And that's about my report.
1: Hey, Jim, suggestion. And I, you probably have already uh, done it, but uh, on REPA online, which is your website, the REPA website, Uh, Do you have an application for someone to join REPA as an affiliate member and and able to get this new uh, news magazine that you're going to put out? How can one get the name?
5: I don't know if it's on the website or not, but uh, anybody who wants to join, you can just contact me, uh, and I will send them the application. And, yes, we do have uh, people coming on, you know, steady streams,
4: Jim, they Uh, used to have it up there before because I remember getting it from
5: there. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm only the webmaster. I don't know what's on it.
0: (laughs) 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 I'll have to check
4: that out.
1: (laughs) Okay. Very good. All right, uh, Dorothy, what's happening? What's coming up?
4: Okay. Well, uh, we have a lot that's coming up, Jim. I mean, uh, Neil, we have uh, Country Roads is our next uh, music in history of Eastern, and uh, the following that will be a future of aviation beyond 2020. I'm anxious to hear that one. And then uh, we have another Eastern music of Grassroots, followed by How to Become an Aviation Meteor Expert. And we have a whole lineup that we have set up. Um, Neil was very busy this weekend, and we have a lot coming up, folks. So be sure to join us. I'll have the information up on the website right on the home page. But first, I do want to thank also our uh, Reaper for their annual sponsorship of the radio show and uh, thank the Reaper board for their approval. Uh, any of the, the information, as Jim said, can be gotten on their website on reaperonline.com for any upcoming information that they will provide on the 2020 upcoming reunion they're talking about. And I'm sure it's going to be another good one, as last year was their first, and it sounded like it was great. So uh, they'll have their information, and we'll have it on ours under their REAPA tab on our website. Uh, we do want to thank all of our members who have contributed their donation this year and in past years, and uh, so our program could continue to bring memories of Eastern and carry on the legacy that they were such a big part of. Remember that we want to bring this to future generations, not just to our own. So we also offer to any sponsor or a member who donated to our program to please feel free to join us and tell us about their memory of Eastern right on the radios. We'd love to hear you. All of the names are posted on our website under our home page and sponsors tab. Donations of $40 or more will entitle anyone who donates a signed copy of Neil's popular Eastern Book of Memories, Wings of Many, and that'll be free with your donation. Um, we have the the new address. I've posted that up on the website for anyone to send correspondence or donations to Captain Neil Holland, EAL Radio Show, 776 San Jose Boulevard, Suite 12B in Jacksonville, Florida. 32257, is it, Neil? I'm sorry. It's uh,
1: 9776. Seven, yes. 9776, yeah.
4: Right, and it's three two two five seven.
1: That's uh, correct. Why not
4: be a sponsor by sending your donation to keep the radio voice of Eastern Airlines alive and well, and well into 2021? Back to you, Neil.
1: We have two breaking news stories. Delta Airline employees received an amazing Valentine's Day gift with an enormous red thank you painted on one of its jets. The airline announced it is giving yeah. its workers a $1.6 billion bonus.
7: Oh, my Chief goodness. Executive
1: Officer Ed Bastian delivered the good news in Atlanta Saying the bonus turns Valentine's Day for airline workers from red to green. The love will be spread out among 90,000 Delta employees who will receive each receive an extra two months of pay. Well, if you divide 90,000 into 1.6 billion, that's 17,777 each, if my math is correct. How oh, sweet goodness. it is. Good for you, oh, Dell Airlines people. Good for you. You've come a oh, long yeah. way That's since beautiful. bonus time was a turkey at Thanksgiving and Christmas. I was just
4: going to say, you guys hey. worked for the wrong airline?
1: Oh, my. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the second breaking news story we have is from uh, Dr. Carlene Pettit. And Carlene, uh sent me an email saying that she has two new books, that are available now in paperback. Uh, One fiction, Flight for Truth. That's the title, Flight for Truth. And uh, there's more truth than truth that she has here. And the normalization of deviance, a threat to aviation safety. And she says, I think one day the deviance book, subject matter might make for a few interesting conversations. Hope you all can check them out. And you can simply go to uh, her website. It's I think it's uh, com. I believe that's what it is. But uh, you can order that from Amazon, too, I believe. But she has, I don't know now, it must be about seven books in the series Safety Series. And they're great novels that she has the main character. I'm in love with her. Her name is Darby and uh it's really a fun read, but there's so much truth in carleen's uh, writing
4: the website the wh- is was p e t i t t dot that's very Carleen good Pettit dot dot
1: a very uh very well constructed website too so uh, check those out. I think you'll enjoy getting that. You can order on Amazon and uh and uh, those are the two breaking. I like that one about Delta Airlines. That 1.6 billion dollars.
4: Wow, that's incredible.
1: Billion that's with a much B.
4: That's heard of.
1: With a B. Yeah, <laughs> with a B. <laughs> so, uh they're happy folks, I'm sure in in uh Delta land. So Holy cow. Yep. So I think now it's the time to uh, pull the throttles back a little bit and put the flaps down and uh, put the gear down. I see three green lights.
2: Again, next Monday, February the 24th, America's favorite way to fly. Returns to the cyber waves, takes the trip down County Road. Country Road, I'm sorry. Join us for this musical and Eastern history. Our producer is telling me it's time to, to say goodbye. Chuck Albright day. signing off on behalf of our host, Leaving Dorothy lonely. Gagnon, John Gagnon, Jen Holder. To Gary Holder, Mike Scott, Owen Fleet and our producer Neil Holland. Signing off music made popular by Merle Haggard. Silver
10: wing
0: Me, I cry.
10: Don't take that airplane ride. But you locked me out of your mind and left me standing here behind. Still.
2: Family and friends from around the world And good night Eastern Airlines Wherever you are
10: We love you Eastern
1: We love you, we love you Eastern. Eastern Good show guys Good job. Eastern, guys. Good, good, night.
10: good, show. good, good night. night Had a lot of fun Good night guys. Silver
0: bean Slowly fading
10: out of sight Taking you away, and leaving me lonely, silver wings, slowly fading out of sight, slowly fading out of sight.
1: Good show, guys. Thanks so much.
4: Thanks.
7: Good night, Eastern. Keep the blue side up.
4: <laughs> Good night, guys. I love it. <laughs>